analytical fanboys, the show where boys get analytical about stuff they want to discuss. I am one of your hosts, Simeon Scott, and I am joined, as always, by the delightful Chris Gaston. Uh, I'm full of water. I think most of us are, generally water. speaking. Full of water. Yeah, you're full of water. Uh, water. Today we are talking about a uh, YouTube series produced by the channel Bon Appetit. Uh, it is called It's Alive with Bradley Own, which is uh, basically a YouTube cooking show with a New Jersey-ass motherfucker. He is one of the most New England-ass motherfuckers in the world. Okay, that's what it was. I was trying to place his accent, and the only thing I could get to was New Jersey. But yeah, it's definitely New England with like a hint of stoner. Because he, uh, if I remember right, I think it's actually a later episode where he, he I think he describes it growing up more upstate New York. Hmm. Which upstate New York is still pretty, like, rural. Hmm. So. Yeah. And we are, uh, we're only talking about episodes contained within season one, though I did watch a bit of season two before going through this because, uh, Hey, this is my first time watching the show, so I'll just jump into my thoughts a little bit. Uh, it's not bad. It's nice, really easy YouTube viewing. Uh, very quick, very snappy. Uh, got some nice editing to it. And uh, yeah, yeah, it makes for good casual viewing while you're editing and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. It, it's very... It's what cooking shows should be, but mm -hmm. we are so bogged down in... Oh, the fucking Rachel Ray bullshit style. Here's a kitchen and here's all the food and like that or reality show manufactured drama. Yeah. No, the only drama in this is whenever Vinny makes fun of Brad's accent or when Brad accidentally cuts his finger open. <laughs> uh like there's even moments where like other people in the big kitchen they're working in will come over and be like, I need help with this thing. And Vinny will just cut. It's like, we're not, we're not, that's not important. We're teaching you how to cook a thing. We're not going to give you an idea of what a day in our work environment is like, because that video would be five hours long. Yeah. Because um, Bon Appetit is uh, actually a cooking magazine and the kitchen that they do all this stuff in is their test kitchen where they make recipes for the magazine. Yeah, which I didn't actually realize until a few videos in. I thought this was just like a big YouTube cooking channel. And then I realized like, oh no, they're doing stuff here. Look at the way some of these people are dressed. They're they're doing stuff for a publication. And then, oh, look at this guy over here. He's doing a thing that's clearly going to be in a magazine. And, oh, hey, I recognize that person. Oh my God, this is the channel that does the gourmet chef, uh, the chef attempts to make gourmet, whatchamacallit, junk food videos. Yep, yep. Always go to the top of the trending tab, but I've never actually watched. Half Sour Saffets. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they have a, uh, they have, and like everybody in that kitchen are like good friends and have great chemistry. So whenever anybody shows up, it's like fucking awesome and hilarious. It's like, oh, it's this person, not like, oh, it's that person. And we have we have this uh, long going back conflict and they're always so difficult to work. With. No, it's just, we're buds. We work together. Same. And like whenever like I uh, like um, 
in the episode where they were making either sauerkraut or kimchi, no, sauerkraut, and he was cutting up cabbage and he had a cabbage core and a person was hungry and it's just like they started eating them because they could be eating for snacks. Yeah. It's wholesome. Yeah. And I, and I like, that's another thing to mention with this is a lot of the time he's making, because the, the, the whole theme of the show is he's making stuff that has some sort of chemical reaction in it in order to be made like it's it's got it's called it's alive so it has to be something that requires some basic element of life in order to make it and so So a lot of fermentation yeah and a lot of that kind of stuff isn't exactly my thing so a lot of the time he'll be making stuff that i'm like "Eh, i don't particularly care for this but i'm gonna watch it because i have i want to watch every episode for the podcast uh, and it still ends up being fairly entertaining. Like I'm not a sauerkraut guy at all. I think it's disgusting. I don't. I don't. I don't like it. It's meh. But uh, that episode was pretty fun. I need to try sauerkraut in a more regular setting. But I've had sauerkraut and I like it. It's not the worst thing in the world, but it's just not for me. I here's the thing. I can't stand pickles. And watching him make pickles made me realize. Oh wait. I. It's not that I hate pickles. I just hate vinegar. And I hate vinegar pickles. I was the same with pickles up until very recently, until I figured out it's not that I hate pickles, it's that I hate pickles on things. If I go to like a nice sandwich shop and they give me like a chunk of pickle on the side, I'll eat that. That's good. I don't want pickle on my sandwich, though. I think it's nasty. But uh, the first season is only about like 18 some odd episodes. Um, 18 some odd because there's an episode of outtakes. Mm hmm. Um, and it's, it seems it just starts off as just him wanting to show off something and then it just continues on as they realize, oh wait, there's something here and people are enjoying it. Yeah, it definitely does feel that way. And it's, it's, it's very, it's very organic and fun. I think like (laughs) organic, (laughs) it's a pun that I didn't intend to make. Um, my whole favorite series of episodes is definitely the camping episodes in the middle they just feel the most nap like it's weird to say it because it's in the outdoors but they do feel much more natural than the episodes in the test kitchen because it feels like him and Vinny were just like 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 brad just said hey i'm gonna go camping this weekend you want to film me making shit sure and they got like 10 episodes out of it not 10 episodes but like a lot of episodes out of it yeah, I think that's definitely when they hit their stride and figure out, okay, this is what this is what the show is like. Mm-hmm. Because before it, he like would talk to Vinny and go like, "Hey, Vinny, just follow me." And it was very, it was very one dimensional their interaction. But after that, it was a lot more like, it was a lot more conversational. It felt like a banter rather than a okay, come here, do this. Yeah. Um. Because it, it, I think it took that just to get themselves comfortable with, okay, you can talk to me, I can't talk to you, but me moving my camera or do uh, or edits after the fact or how I'm going to conversate with you. Yeah, and I'm I I think it's like that's another thing about the camping episodes is it it lets them focus more on each other and on the actual dish. Being in that test kitchen, I. Like, I can't speak to those guys because they seemed perfectly comfortable. But for me, I know that would be nerve-wracking, having, like, 
four other people cooking stuff all around me and I'm making a thing and I'm also trying to perform for a camera. That's who that sounds like a challenge, especially to somebody who still after like what I've been on YouTube for like six or seven years now, I'm still not entirely comfortable in front of a camera or mic. I still will like, I'll do that. You pull Brad. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but yeah, and, and as a person who religiously follows the series, every time an episode is uploaded, I watch it immediately. Nice. Um, I just really enjoy it because it's just fun. Um, they do get more comfortable with everybody just being there, uh, and like people w- and people start making jokes about episodes that just are taking like a long time because uh, a future episode he it makes miso. Do you know what miso is? Is it? I think it's a Japanese thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's fermented soybean paste. Huh. That typically is used in soup. It's good soup. Yeah, I was going to say, I've heard of miso soup. I know that. But you can use it for a lot of other things, uh, just as like marinade, bullshit, stuff like that. Mm. Um, But it takes two goddamn years. Really? Yeah, to make a properly fermented miso, it takes two years. And so as time goes on, people started going like, oh, yeah, Brad, when's the miso episode coming out? And it's just like, it's take it, it's it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> and it becomes a running joke. And I thought the running uh, and there's like other running jokes that I thought appeared more often in season one. But no, they're they happen more later. Um, garlic. Yeah, the the garlic thing where he's like, uh, well, it does this and that that's what makes it so healthy, I believe. And then he says that again a few episodes later and Vinny cuts back to it. Yeah, it eventually gets to the point where he has like four different versions of that one th- thing he says. And, he, <laughs> and, and then he layers it all together. And it's so, just like verbatim, Brad just goes, I believe. And they all line up. It's perfect. Nice. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's wonderful. But it's like little things like that. That's fun. Um, uh, whenever like Brad says rock and roll, his little goofy <laughs> teacher figure just has like a guitar. It's just great. Yeah, the little the stuff he does with the little avatars and whatnot is fun. There's a lot of such great um like quick edits that. It's really helped me because like I'm working on a video right now that require that relies so much on me putting in bullshit jokes um, in the editing. And like a lot of the stuff I'm doing now is just me seeing Vinny doing something and going like, oh, I could do something kind of like that. That would be my own thing, but would still be funny. Um like one of the most I didn't see it coming and it knocked me on my ass gags is when Brad's like chopping something and then he turns around <laughs> and everybody's heads turns to his head. Yeah. Uh and just like there's good solid editing, like in the camping episodes, he's cutting wood for tender and um he's saying like something like, uh oh, no, you just gotta be safe. And then it just immediately cuts to his thumb wrapped up. Yeah. And he's just looking so dejected. It's like, fuck me. 
And I love that Vinny made him do like a use your first aid kit kids thing. Yep. Uh, and I love how they always use like the one take that they thought they weren't going to use because he, he messes it up at the end or says something goofy. Yeah, that seems to be the thing. And like a lot of people would be like, oh, why are you doing that cringe fest? But because they play into it, especially with the editing where Vinny will put like a romanization of some weird bullshit that came out of Brad's mouth on screen as he's saying it. It, it it makes it funny instead of being awkward and kind of weird. It's it's sort of like fighting against the current of what YouTube YouTubers are sort of conditioned to expect from a video. Oh yeah, um, because Brad has a hard time articulating some thoughts every once in a while, so he just goes it up it up it and they they will write out every single one of them. And it's, it's, it's really impressive because like, like I said, I'm doing a video right now where I'm trying to do jokes sort of in the same vein. And like, I was watching some of these episodes back tonight after I'm about three quarters of the way through this video. And I'm watching some of these little edits he's done that are way more complicated than anything I've done in this video. And I'm like, holy crap, doing stuff and that's like half as complicated as that took me almost 30 minutes. How long did that take you? Yeah. Especially because I'm sure since this is a channel owned by a company, these videos probably had to be out at a certain time every week. I think they got a little bit of leeway, especially now, because I don't think it's weekly. I think it may be like bi-weekly. Hmm. Um... Oh, whenever a fermented project finishes. Yeah, because fermenting takes a while, y'all. Fermentation station. Choo-choo. Mm-hmm. And, like, the, the litany of sound gags, too, is just fun. Mm. Uh, uh, trying to think of a couple off the top of my head. Well, the typical things, like, um, because Brad gets distracted, because we can't hear what he's hearing... Because it's such a close and specific mic he's they're using, but he can hear the rest of the kitchen. Someone yeah, can get his attention. He hears it and looks over, and we need to figure out why he's looking over that way. So then he just puts in like cat noises, or like <laughs> something falling, or like a a, a little visual thing like. I don't remember, I don't think it's in one of these episodes, but it may be later, where he starts talking to a person off off camera. Like, we don't see him. He's just doing something, sees him, and just goes like, oh, hey, um, hey, person. It's like getting half the conversation uh, when somebody next to you is on the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in the edit, they got the person on green screen walking into frame and going, what's up, Brad? Just so they can put it in and have a tiny version of the dude respond to Brad's, hey, what's up? I completely forgot about that. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) And like when people are making faces trying a food because it's fermented, it's going to be a little funky. They make a face and they do a bunch of things like – um. So, uh, a couple of them get like math equations, like they're trying to figure out what's going on. 
some of them get like, oh no, it's drugs, kind of high visuals. Mm-hmm. So, it, it, and it's it's almost like Shingeki no Shoma's uh, uh, fucking food orgasms. Kinda, but you know, not as play to the crowd. Yeah, it's very it's 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 a similar kind of mindset. It's trying to get across what the person's feeling when they're eating. Yeah, but they're doing it. It's doing it in a much more wholesome family way than just like, eh, weebs will think this is cool. Yeah. Oh no, weebs aren't thinking it's cool anymore. People are like fucking hating the new chapters of the manga. I know nothing about that manga, so like some weird, some weird bullshit happens, and like one of the students becomes a teacher, and people are going like, "What the fuck? This is so." Such it pulled a common writer for say. No, like they're still a student, but they're the principal of the school. Okay. Yeah, it's weird, and apparent, and like I haven't followed. I only read like the first five volumes of Food Wars. Hmm. So, yeah. Interesting. Um, I do also like that they don't just stick to the normal array of like, well, people would think of this for like fermented stuff and stuff that requires a chemical reaction. Like they go to an oyster farm. Like that's not something you immediately think of. It does make total sense when you do start thinking about it, but... Um, there's that, and then right after that, they do an episode about making sausages. Yeah, and like the dude who, uh, like the co-host in the sausage episode, was fucking great. Yeah, he seemed like a cool dude, and I liked how he was into it to the level of he actually taught Brad stuff, and it didn't seem like, like, because there's all every cooking show has done a sausage stuffing episode and, and like reality shows will go there sometimes too, for a cheap laugh. And it's always like the person who works there seems like they don't give a shit and they're just waiting for the show to give them a paycheck and they're not really teaching them anything because they're told not to teach them anything. So they can have a comical like, Oh, I can't stuff it properly. But no, Brad seems pretty competent in it for a first timer because the guy was actually happy to be there and was teaching him stuff. Yeah, and the guy even like played into the editing and all that kind of stuff too. It mm-hmm. was great. Uh, also, there's a lot of food that looks really good. I'm not going to ever probably try it, but it looks good. I don't know, man. I'm super tempted to try and recreate that camping breakfast sometime. That oh, was yeah, no, like... that's fine. It's more of like the kombucha. Yeah, com- I th- I've never even tried any kind of kombucha, so I have no idea if I would want to make it. <laughs> uh, yeah, and the kombucha is a reoccurring character. Interesting. Yeah, they use it in later recipes. Hmm. Uh, the hot sauce episode was pretty cool. I like that he made it, and then he was just like, eh, I'm just going to give a bottle to everybody. <laughs> yeah, and he also just had brine, too. And he was like, yeah, you could use this as a, like, replacement for table salt this would be good yeah which is like 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 most cooking shows where they already have all their ingredients perfectly laid out and like now i use this if you want to you can substitute this or this but we're not going to perfect Uh, example perfect example of that the corned beef episode he forgot the cloves yeah and he like said oh yeah we got cloves in there and he smelled and was like 
no, we got cloves in there. He smelled it again, and he wasn't smelling the clove. And he's like, "Do we have? Did I put the cloves in there?" And then he, the whole time, because he knows after the fact, is editing. You forgot the cloves. You forgot the cloves. The cloves. And Brad goes like, "Oh yeah, I forgot the cloves." I love how also, even though he does have those little scripts and stuff, it seems like cooking is one of the few things Brad is really proficient at because there's moments where like somebody will just bring up a random pop culture thing and he'll be like, what? Like somebody like he didn't know what Citizen Kane was in a moment. And like, even if you don't know, even if you haven't seen Citizen Kane, I, I tend to think of Citizen Kane as one of those movies that everybody just knows about because it's beaten into film students. It's it's the best movie ever made. Yeah. What, Rosebud? Citizen Kane? Ah, no one knows about that. And it's just like, <laughs> you dummy. It's great. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of Brad in a nutshell. Adorable dummy. Oh, yeah. And he's a father, too. And that just kind of, like, goes... Oh, he yeah. He is. Okay. Yeah. Um, because again, later episode that he did with binging with Babish, if you've seen, you may not have seen one of his videos, but you may have seen like a thumbnail on the trending page. Uh, I don't think so, but like, I wasn't on the lookout for it back then, obviously. Binging with Babish is another cooking channel, dude, but he just makes, uh, food from, Movies, TVs, films. All that oh kind of no, stuff. no, no! I know who binging with Babish is. I thought you were saying that that video of them crossing over. Oh no! Okay. The trending page. Uh, but basically they crossed over like once or twice because Babish lives in New York, where Bon Appetit is. Cool. Um, and they were making like barbecue sauce. Um, and yeah, and they were using some of the miso. And Brad brings out the miso and goes like, "Oh yeah, it's two years old," and. Uh, Babish just looks at him and goes like, that's older than your child. <laughs> and Brad just goes like, yeah, it's older than one of them. <laughs> but he gives like everybody, uh, Brad gives everybody nicknames like Babish is Babby. Hmm. He's Babby. I mean, obviously, obviously Vinny is not Vinny's real name, but they, no, they rarely Vincenzo. ever... It's Vincenzo. <laughs> Evangelo! Wow. No, it's Vincent. <laughs> Benny's name is Vincent. Oh, okay. That's what I thought. But then you said that, said Vincenzo, and I was like, seriously? No, Vincenzo. Uh, Brad calls him Vincenzo. Hey, Vincenzo, come over here. Oh, yeah. I think that happened once or twice. But a lot of this stuff is just cool. It's interesting. And it's also like how to work around. The best way to put it is how to make food that doesn't go rotten make it go rotten. Mm-hmm. Like, because typically you can't make cultured butter in a regular kitchen. And it goes like, okay, this is, you put this and this together, and now it has bacteria enough that you can make it cultured. Yeah. Or Which like is like... The, uh, again, going back to the camping episodes, it felt very very real in a way that most camping episodes of cooking shows don't. It felt very much like a, no, you can do this. This is pretty easy. It's just going to be a bit of work, but it's going to be worth it. Oh yeah. And like, uh, like even the mushroom stuff, because they went foraging for some mushrooms. Yeah. I forgot about that. Um, with a big warning sign, know what the fuck you're doing before you eat wild mushrooms. Yeah. Uh, but 
but just a bunch of he's a fun loving guy who likes uh rotting food <laughs> and i mean who doesn't yeah but he does a bunch of cool stuff a bunch of wild wacky stuff mm-hmm. uh i know in season two he makes chocolate uh i watched those episodes yeah yeah yeah. chocolate uh with uh the little puppy yeah the tiniest tiniest pupper ever the goodest good boy mm-hmm. uh, um i don't know there doesn't seem to be much else to say it's a pretty quick little episode yeah but the uh, but they, but they, but they, but they. there's not oh, a lot of meat there's not a lot of meat here it's just well, like, this is a really meat. cool thing he didn't cook much meat he only made corned beef i know i know <laughs> but i mean like discussing the content the the media itself there's not much meat there it's very much just like this is a cool little thing to just sort of hang back and watch and get a feel for what it's it's like to cook some of these more complicated dishes and just do stuff that uh, the ordinary like household chef isn't going to get to do but it's interesting to see what it's like oh yeah and the editing's on point mm-hmm. um another thing i forgot to mention about vinny's editing is it reminded me very much of vangelis's subtitles oh yeah where it's like i don't always pay attention to them but i i more so am paying attention to the actual person that's on screen but every once in a while i'll look down and there will be something fucking amazing going on down there oh yeah the vinny's i don't think vinny's the editor i think he's just the camera guy i think they have a third editor that's not a character i'm not sure well whoever the editor is hats off to you sir or Matt. Uh, yeah but i think because i've watched these videos like several times because they're like one of those like i don't have anything i want to watch but i want to watch something i'm gonna watch it's alive hmm kind of shows that's what i do um and and going through a second and third time because you've already seen the episode you're paying more attention to the edits and you're laughing more because like uh, stuff on the chalkboard he's listing off ingredients and he goes like eh, you can use a tablespoon or a teaspoon or a tablespoon and he just crosses off each single time it's like God damn it, Brad. God damn it, Brad. Fuck you, Brad. I, I love it when he'll just get to be like just a bit of this, a bit of that, a bit of that. Season everything. Season you, Vinny. Yeah. It, 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 it's just a play, it's very playful, which well, food needs to be. Food mm-hmm. needs to be fun. Yeah. Play with your food. But don't like play with your food. Just play with it. Yeah. Play with your food. Put on Hamlet. K- kill the king bring a ghost is this a thing is this, is this a joke i'm not aware of i, I don't know i don't know uh shakespeare i don't know anything about him except that he liked to shakespeare's a lot and uh romeo and juliet he made that i know that i know people like that a lot i know there's definite um not really sure where to go with this gag so uh how about we move on to fucked up fruit facts with chris well you know when you're cooking garlic you should probably crush it beforehand because there's two chemicals inside that mix uh like a two-part epoxy uh and creates a thing called allison <laughs> no. no finish you finish motherfucker 
which can act like medicine, I believe. <laughs> oh, good lord. Ah. Uh. <laughs> I had right, to. I had to. I know you had to. I'm just like, God damn. Right. It's a let's good go laugh out of you. Out. Let's go ahead and find out what we're, we're, we're talking about a thing next time. Let's find out what that's going to be. Um, Next time on Analytical Fanboys, we'll be talking about... Oh, hell yeah! It's my turn. We're talking about... Love is Dead, the album by the band Churches. It's their most recent album. Churches is kind of a mainstream band and kind of not. Uh, they're probably my favorite um, currently together band. And uh, I love their stuff. I think Church. I think Love is Dead is probably their best, most comp- comp- co- cohesive album. And uh, it's it's got some stuff in it that really hits me in a place. And uh, also, I just really like synth music. So. Um, should be interesting, especially because I know Chris hasn't listened to a whole lot of churches. I've listened to some churches, but eh, it's just it's churches. Yeah, it's one of those bands that go like, "Yeah, hey, I probably like their shit," but I can put off listening to them because I have other shit I want to listen to. Uh yeah, and I get that because, like I said, they are kind of a mainstream band, so they'll probably always be there. But um, it's not. It's like I'm also not huge into indie darlings like you are. Yeah. And for a while, churches were indie darlings. Yeah, it's just they sort of blew up in recent years, like right before they released their second album. Uh, by the way, this is their third album. Um, the first album is pretty solid. Second album is really good. I, I just think like this one is probably the most um, thematically cohesive and is the best as an album. I'm trying to remember what some of the critics I follow said about it. I think they liked it. Um, the only person I watched a video for of it, just because I don't follow music critics that much, is Anthony Fantano. And at, in his normal Anthony Fantano way, he went, yeah, it's fine, but it sounds so much like it's made in a studio. And really, the vocalist is the best aspect here. And I'm like, I get where you're coming from, but you sound like a jackass when you say it that way. Oh, yeah. But, like... I under I like I can deconstruct that artistic critic. It's like oh, it sounds like I was in the studio. It sounds a little manufactured. Mm-hmm. It sounds a little too crisp and clean. That kind of mentality, which and is I'm hilarious guy- because they run churches runs their. Own, we'll get into this more in the actual podcast about that. But churches runs their own studio. They rent a house like a few blocks away from all where all of them live, and they just go there for a few months a year and make an album. Oh yeah, no. Well, it's it's a difference of polish, because mm-hmm. some like um fucking King Gizzard the Lizard Wizard uh do that too. Like they own their studio, they do all that kind of stuff. But there's it's a level of polish. It's weird music thing. It's like because people it's music music assholes have a certain level of production that once it reaches there, it's like. Uh, this sounds really corporate that that it's all dependent on the person's own sphincter. <laughs> you got to figure it out. And I have a big tolerance for that kind of bullshit. But some some fucking assholes don't. 
So I don't think I care at, again, we're getting way too much into stuff we're going to do in that podcast, but basically I don't think I care at all. And it kind of takes somebody pointing out to me to notice that it's there. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I think that's going to do it for this episode. So Chris, why don't you tell people where they can find what you do on the internet? I do stuff on Boingo Writer. I'm on YouTube at Boingo Writer. I do video editorials. I'm on Twitter at Boingo underscore writer. I am on Instagram, Boingo underscore writer, I think. Let me check. I am checking. Check, check, check. Uh, yeah, Boingo underscore writer. Um, I have a selfie with Alistair Black. I am proud of that. That's that's all you really need. I mean, I, I got a selfie with Becky Lynch from before she became the man, and I'm like still astonished by that. Um, and I have a Discord server that you can join and be my friend. Yay! Yeah. Guarantees of friendship are not guaranteed. Oh dear. <laughs> yeah, that's it. All right. <laughs> Uh, I am Simeon Scott. I make various videos and things. You can find all those projects by going to thatsimeonscott.com. I'm the Vacuuminator. I'm uh, fucking Ranger T. I'm Mr. Try. I'm, I'm all sorts of varying personalities that make videos on the internet. Uh, hey, I just announced I'm going to be getting back to making new shit uh, in April of this year, and I've already got a bunch of re-uploads of old shit uh scheduled until then because i found a bunch of old stuff on a hard drive that made me go oh wow this is cringy as fuck it has to go back up um and uh you know if you like that you can go ahead and drop me some money on patreon that's uh patreon.com slash the vacuum hey five bucks you can get into my discord server that's right i got a paywall baby and uh if you just want to hang out and talk to me follow me on twitter at that simeon scott or on instagram at that simeon scott and uh yeah i think that's it so hey analytical fanboys is a production of modular media we are a free c which is uh you're gonna, have to, you're gonna have to fucking memorize it eventually. I know, I just forgot to this week. Please say it. Um I can't fuck, I can't remember. <laughs> the last one's cooperative. It's a creative suffing of it's a collaborative suffing of creators. Create collaborative co uh, op of creators. Cooperation. Co op. Yeah, co op. Okay. It's a collaborative co cooperation of creators. There, see, we got it. It's not that hard. It's totally not the worst thing ever. Why did we come up with that? Um, and hey, you can subscribe to our channel and you'll get all the analytical fanboys podcasts as they come out. If you want to listen to it on the go and you don't have a YouTube premium subscription because with all the shit that's going on right now, why would anybody give YouTube money? Um, you can go to a link in our video description to download an MP3 from Google Drive. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at The Modular Media, and you can subscribe to our subreddit, which is r slash modular media. We, we talk about the shows and do all kinds of fun, bullshit, promote each other stuff on there. And uh, it's a pretty cool time. And uh, I think that's going to do it for us. So we will see you next time on Analytical Fanboys when we will be discussing... Love is Dead by Churches. Till then. Chaverches. Chaverches. Chaverches, indeed. Um, until then, this is Simeon Scott. I am me.
and we will uh we'll see you next time Vinny. get some get some water Vinny. yeah get some of that water 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 water